ready to the podcast where we explain people. We're hoping today to teach you a little more about your fellow human beings. I'm Master Life Coach Kim Giles, and I have Sarah Henderson with me today. And Sarah, today we're going to talk about which shapes are most likely to end up wealthy, which I think is going to be kind of interesting. Everybody wants to know the answer to this one. Yeah, this is really interesting, Kim, because wealth and money are, are such a, an indicator sometimes in, in our lives as success. And it's really interesting to look at if that's really true. If you're wealthy, are you necessarily happy and successful? And what drives people to reach for that wealth? Yeah, that's really what we've got to focus on today. Being a human behavior expert, we want to talk about why certain shapes are most likely to be wealthy. So can I give you my, my list of the ones I put in this category? Yes, let's hear the shapes that are most likely. Okay, so good news for you, rhombuses. Oh, that is good news for me because I'm married to a rhombus. You are married to a rhombus. But to tell you the truth, the octagons are on my list too. Wow. Okay. I better get busy. Yeah. I also <laughs> included diamonds and arrows. So let me explain why. Okay. Diamonds and arrows are kind of obvious because they're task driven and they are super hard workers. They also, diamonds have a real drive to be perfect. So they do everything they do really well which can end up that they're really successful. Arrows are really driven by freedom and money and the desire to make a difference in the world. And they're so task driven that they're often entrepreneurs. They love being their own boss. So they start companies, they build companies and, and they can end up very wealthy. And rhombuses, I know you've mentioned your husband is successful because he works his butt off, doesn't he? He does. He drives for excellence every day. He makes choices of quality over quantity all the time. And it's really, it's a subconscious thing for him, this motivation to be the best and be the winner all the time. You know, he, he goes to bed late and gets up early every day and it's, he's just driven. Yeah. So with Robuses, it's really a competitive thing. They have this drive to be number one at whatever they do. So more than any other shape, they most often end up being incredibly wealthy. Like tycoon, like we've talked about President Trump being a rhombus. They yeah. want to have m buildings all over the world they own. They love that. What about the other rhombus that comes to my mind is Tiger Woods. You have your own brand. You're backed by Nike. I mean, I have no idea what his net worth is, but it's humongous. It's up there. Yeah. For sure. It's up there. So, so if I, I'm not one of these shapes, should I try to become one of these shapes? Should I change my ways? Well, it probably isn't going to be good for you to try to be something you're not. But I didn't mention octagons. I didn't mention octagons. And you're in that group because octagons care what people think. They, they're competitive too. And they like to be at the top. I think I mentioned a lot of my friends that are speakers from around the world that are the most famous speakers I know. They're all octagon. They like to influence and make a difference in the world. And so they usually have bigger goals too. So now you ask me, can, any, can all these other shapes become wealthy? Totally. But often it's because they got really lucky. <laughs> it's not that they just killed it. And I may get in trouble for saying that. I have seen some wealthy circles who have used their magic to connect with people to, to build a, a great thing and become very successful. But like hearts and ovals, 
let's talk about those for a minute. Okay. They just are happy not being in the spotlight or, and they are a little bit less confident. So they don't set huge goals. So for people like that, I think it's more healthy for you to understand your strengths and weaknesses, do your best to get out of your fear-based weaknesses and be balanced so you can be at your best. But don't think you're a failure because you're not an, an octagon or a rhombus. That's what I love about this program, Kim, is that no matter what your shape is, you have your own magic and you can use your magic to feel good and be successful. And if you don't know your shape, we're just going to remind you to go on to 12shapes.com, log in, create an account, and take the quiz. And after that, you'll get to watch your little video and it'll help you identify your magic. And when you know your magic, you can really pursue your goals and your purpose. It's yeah. a game changer. You really can. You know, I also put, put squares on this list. I have seen some very successful squares, but the interesting thing about them is they put moral values and beliefs over money. They really like money. They love to have nice things and they're often successful. I've got a good friend who's kind of a real estate investor. He's a square and he owns a whole bunch of houses, but it's really interesting how his focus in that is probably more about doing, doing right by people and making sure these houses, you know, are taking care of families that live there. Hmm. He's really dedicated to the hard work in doing all that, but he's going to end up pretty financially successful too. What I find interesting, Kim, about the shapes that you've mentioned here, it's a mix of that fear of loss and fear of failure. So we have like the octagons, diamonds, uh, rhombuses, squares, all fear of loss dominant. And then you mentioned um, uh, an arrow um, being, and maybe on the task line, and that's a fear of failure. So it's a little bit of a mix. A little bit of a mix. Arrows are an interesting breed, as you know, because you have to deal with me. Yep. Um, but but we often end up pretty wealthy because we work harder than anybody else. I don't know. Do you know who Tom Bilyeu is? I don't know that name. Tom's the guy behind Quest Bars, the protein yes. exercise stuff. And he's become a, a multimillionaire. Okay. And, and now he's doing a, a business called Impact Theory that actually teaches others how to be successful. And if you watch any of Tom's stuff, it's hilarious because he just screams arrow. His mm -hmm. whole advice for everybody, if you want to be successful, is just work harder than anyone else. Just kill it with the hours. Just work yourself to death and you'll be successful. But that's how arrows do it. It's just not how everybody else does it. Yeah, that kind of behavior is not going to work for a heart because they're going to beat themselves up about the fact that they just don't want to do that. They just don't want to kill it. They just don't want to work that hard. They just don't want to be that motivated. And so if it's not you, don't let, don't try to make that you, right? I, I mean, you should still set goals for you, but what we don't want you to do is think I'm failure. I'm broken because I'm not like those people. We're all different and our magic that we bring to the world is different. And so we just don't want to ever think I should be different than this to be good enough. Yes. So I've been thinking about a current event that's been going on. It's been stewing in my mind a little bit. And I was going to ask you about that. It's the scandal that's going on with two pretty high level celebrities, Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin. And Oh, I know the one you're getting to. Yes. This one where they have both been gone to prison or they're going to go to prison because they've paid off people 
so that their children could go to private colleges or expensive fancy colleges or really high academic colleges that maybe they aren't qualified to get into. Now, when I look at this current event, I just shake my head and wonder, how is it that you feel that your life and your child is not good enough that you're going to buy your way into, uh, into these fancy places? Now, Kim, help me understand what's going on there. Is that a fear-based behavior? What's happening with these women and these families? For sure, it's fear-based, but I think it has more to do with their desire to be the best to have their kids be the best. And I think it's pretty common when people get a lot of money, they start to feel like they're above everybody else, that they're better, they have more value, the rules don't apply to them. Mm. And, and we really see that happening a lot when people become wealthy, right? My money can get me anything I want. So I think these people, because, I mean, isn't Felicity Huffman's married to William Macy, that other actor? That's correct. She so is loaded. They're loaded. Yeah. She was on Desperate Housewives. That was a widely successful TV show for multi-seasons. She's her, her net worth is like $45 million, right? Yeah. And William Macy's been incredibly successful too. So yeah, they've got a lot of money. So I think they fall into that category where the rules don't apply to me and I have to be the best. My kids have to be the best. I have to look this good. And I just think they start to think the rules don't apply to them. And I hate to tell you this, but rhombuses and octagons sometimes make their own rules. Sure. Right? I'm, I'm not going to be bent into behavior that someone else tells me I have to be this way. I'm going to make my own rules. I'm going to be at the top. I think I see a little bit of that. Can you see any of that in you and your husband? Um, you know, a little bit, but I think that's out of balance a little bit. I think... When we are in balance, you know, you fit, you fit into understanding that, you know, life is a journey and if it's not happening for you, and even if you had the opportunity to buy your way into something that is ethically incorrect and not really maybe the best decision for you. So, uh, you know, I think I see that as an out of, out of balanced behavior, even though it's a behavior that probably is more common in some of these fear of loss shape. I think you're right. I definitely think it's a fear-driven bad behavior. So mm -hmm. when we're balanced, we, we don't have it as much. You know, we talk a lot about that all human beings have the same value and how big of a deal it is that most of the world does see human beings as having different value and they see some people as better or above other people. It's a b belief that the whole world is bought into right? If we look at every problem on the planet at its core, it is about certain groups of people thinking they're better than other groups of people. And money is one of those rules that just divides us. It, it's a huge advantage in this world if you have lots of money. And if you don't, you're going to be treated a totally different way than people who have money. Hell, doesn't that just rub you the wrong way too? You know, it does. It does a little bit. I think the money goes along with the reputation that people are trying to uphold. And I think that you're right when you say that this is worldwide. If you look at other countries, there are still caste systems in place. And if you think that we don't have some sort of caste or class system, I think, yeah, maybe you need to look around and understand. And I always like to go back and think, really, is this true? Could it really be true that we all have the same value? This homeless man 
that's on the streets of San Francisco and his next worry is where he's gonna get his next hit. He has the same value as Felicity Huffman. Wow, that is a game changer to understand. Yes, they're both living, breathing souls on this planet and they have the same worth. I so love that. What you just said, how do we know this is true? The truth is there is no source of absolute truth on human value. All Everybody's view on it is just a belief. It's an idea. It's a flimsy thought in our heads that some humans are better than others. But the cool thing about the fact that it's a belief is that we can change it. And you get to decide in your life how you're going to value people. If you're going to see rich people as better or above, or if you're going to see people of a different race or a different religion as less than you, you get to decide that for you. We kind of already know the, the world in general is going to choose to see us and them. For sure. And thank you for reminding me of that. And I think it's important for our listeners to know that I've only been working with you for a couple of years here. And I think if you went back and listened to my statements, I forgot there was a choice. I have changed my behavior and my beliefs to be that I do believe that human value is the same. And there so are now you actually feel it as truth. So I do. you forgot that it's a belief. That's pretty cool, Sarah. I do. And for me, not because I think it's great for everyone else in the world and the planet, but I actually did it for myself because I was so hard on myself and my self-talk was so bad. Um, you're not enough. You need to earn more money. You need to be a better mom. You be, need to lose 10 pounds. All these things that we are tearing ourselves up in our self-talk is because we believe we can earn more value. And when I understand that that's just not true, I'm just me, gosh, it takes a lot of pressure off. And I just, having that belief is better for me. Yeah, it's so much better. It is interesting to note that most of the shapes that end up wealthy, though, are not fear of failure dominant. Because I do believe the way you see yourself and your value plays into how successful you're going to be. And if you really are insecure and you don't feel like you're good enough, you put out this energy that make other people see you as not good enough, too. Where That's shapes amazing. that are more confident know their value, right? That's they're, amazing. They're that is, you get to choose. And I love the fact that you can put on a different lens for yourself and see yourself and your life differently. That's the choice you get to make. If you see yourself as good enough and having the same worth as everyone else on this planet, it really can be a motivator for you. Oh, it really can. So here's the moral of the story of today's show. You've got to see your value as good enough because your success in life is largely dependent on how you view yourself, what you believe about you. And I think we've mentioned on our last show, your number one job is to make sure your self-esteem is good and solid. You cannot depend on anything outside yourself to give that to you. You got to do it you've got to change your belief about human value so that you know you're good enough no matter what you do. That's perfect. I love it. I think that's a great wrap up for this show, Kim. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening today. So join us again next week for some more of Explain People.